There's a big difference between growing your sales and scaling your sales. One requires a more investment and more overhead, and the other one delivers more profit. So I'm going to break it down for you today and give you some ideas about how you can take the profitable route. Welcome to the Roadmap to 50K on Shopify. Each week, we'll take you behind the scenes of real stores where you're going to learn actionable strategies and tips that will fast track the growth and profitability of your e-commerce business. So buckle up. Welcome your host and Shopify expert, Susan Bradley. Hey, welcome back. So today we're talking about scaling your sales. And I want to share with you really what I think scaling is, why I think it's so important and actually such an opportunity for those of you that have online stores. I want to talk about when, when can you do that and how, how would you be able to do that? What are some ideas for you to scale your sales? And then at the end, if you head on over to the show notes, I just have some examples that some of our clients have, have used the way they have actually been able to scale their sales beautifully in a way that's super profitable for them. So I'm going to start off with scaling, I think is an overused word and, and simply growing your sales by adding more stuff and more customers. I don't think that's really scaling in our business. I think scaling happens when your, your sales increase sharply, but your inventory, like the number of items you carry does not and your expenses don't keep pace in growth with your sales. I'm going to talk about this a little bit further down the road in this episode, but there's one thing that I'd like to clear up for all of you right now. It's a common misconception in our business, and I've I've been victim to this too, for sure. And it's really that we think that if we have problems in our business, most likely we can solve it by going out and getting more sales. And we are action takers, right? You are an action taker. And so if you have a problem, your, your immediate, uh, your immediate response is, okay, how do I solve it? And more than often than not, we think that getting more sales is going to give us more cash and then we'll be able to sell or solve that problem. The truth is that's not the case. So when you're growing your sales and you don't have all the basics, if you have an underlying problem, you don't have enough space, you don't have enough people, you don't have enough cash on hand, um, you don't have a really well-established supply chain, you could not have inventory. When you grow your sales and you have some of those basics that aren't looked after, you're just going to grow your problems right along with your sales. And those problems could become so big, they could finish you off. They could destroy your business. And so before we talk about scaling, we need to know that we don't grow our sales at all costs. And we need to talk about what has to happen first before you're ready to scale your sales. What are the stages that come first? And as I was prepping for this podcast, I'm like, oh, that's a lot. No wonder we're all tired and it feels like it takes a long time because there are a lot of things we need to do to set the foundation so that we really can scale profitably. So I'm going to walk you through those things. You might have heard this before, but it's worth, uh, it's worth a refresh. So when you're new and you're just figuring things out and it could take you a year, like, especially if you don't get help, if you're not part of a program like ours where people say, Oh, no, no, here's how you do it. And you know, you shorten your learning curve. This could take you a while to figure out 
And I call this the proof of concept stage. And so this is where you are building your audience, you're building traffic to your site, and you're just figuring out what it takes to get some sales. You know, you know, you need to start building lists, maybe it's email and SMS, and you know, you have to do marketing, you have to do some sort of consistent marketing. And it's a very hands on, you are doing almost everything yourself, you're feeling your way, you're looking at your results, you're trying to figure out your next best best step. And it feels like you work hard for every sale that you get. But you get it, you figure it out over time. And sometimes you just have to go through that. Like you can't, you can't expect that it's going to be any different because you're learning. This is something that you just learn on the job. But when you get there, you start to see some patterns, you start to have a good idea of what's working in your business. And the next thing you want is you want, well, (laughs) I like reliable sales every day. I'd like to know how much I'm going to make every month. And I'd like to actually know that all year long. And I'd like to not have to like, you know, work really hard for every sale I get. And this is the stage, I'm going to call it the reliable revenue stage. This is where you're going to set yourself up to get sales every single day, every week, all year long. And you'll do it by setting up some some systems for marketing and some automations for marketing. And that's where you're going to start getting sales that you can't tie back to any one thing you did. They're just there. And you're like, Yahoo, I can see sales coming in and I can't think of why somebody bought. It's nothing, nothing I posted on social media. And that's really cool. But what you do during this time is you're really just establishing a rhythm of events and promotions that you're running for your business to give people reasons to buy. And you know you can count on them because they have been producing results for you and you'll do them over and over again. And that kind of marketing will become a habit for you. So you'll know intuitively what you have to do at what time of year. And you'll have systems in place that really start to become that solid foundation you need before you can scale. And at this stage, many of you will, this, you can relate to this, you're probably starting to hire someone, even if it's just a VA, but you're past the point of being the person who does everything. Now you're trying to figure out how do I get people to do it my way so we get this result. And you're implementing solutions for things that are, you know, um, they're kind of things that are repeatable, like you're finding some solutions for customer service so that you could hand that off one day. You're finding solutions for effective social media so you could hand that off one day. You might be hiring someone to come and ship for you, or you might be moving into a a location that is not your house, or you might be moving your product into a third-party warehouse where they're going to do the shipping for you. These are the things you're doing to set yourself up for the next stage, which is scaling. And think about it. If you don't have this in place and think about all the things that are kind of weak spots where it's like a dumpster fire day. If you don't have those things covered, when you scale your sales, they're just going to get massively worse. And so it's really important that you take the time to do that. And, And then you will be ready to scale. And here's how you'll know that you're ready to scale. And it's that you will feel confident 
that even if you have a bad day, everything's not falling apart. Or even if you go away for a week, everything's not going to fall apart. Like You really feel ready to step on the gas with your business. And your business is profitable. You know your business is profitable. You have cash on hand. And here's the hard part. You know your numbers. So you have a financial professional who stop doing your bookkeeping yourself. You have somebody else that's maybe doing your bookkeeping or maybe you have an accountant and you get monthly statements that you review. And I just have to stop for a minute and say, there are so many people who have bigger businesses that in my world that are wildly embarrassed because they get these statements and they don't have a clue what to do with them. But here's the thing. Just ask, like ask your financial professional, like just say, Hey, I'm really good at selling things, but I don't know how to do this. So can you walk me through it? Show me what's important, what I should be looking for. Tell me what's normal. Tell me what's not quite normal. Tell me the things that I need to watch so that I can make my business more profitable or so that I pay less tax. What are the things I need to do? And don't be embarrassed to, to, or afraid to ask that. Once you understand that, you actually have more power in your business and you, you won't feel as like much of an imposter. You really need to, you owe it to yourself to do that. But really what I'm saying here is you have systems and processes that are going to support your growth. And when you have that, you'll have, you'll feel confident and you will be ready to take that next step, which is scaling, scaling your sales. And the benefit of doing that is that it is your best opportunity to have a wildly profitable business that pays you really, really well. You'll have more revenue for sure, but what you'll really have is more profit. You keep more of that money and that gives you more choices in life. It gives you more choices about how you run your business, but also more choices about how you'll spend your time. And I've seen it beautifully with some of our mastermind members, how they really, I can think of one in particular who's just now chosen to be the marketing person. That's all she does. She doesn't worry about all the other things because she's got it covered. So you'll have choices to do the kind of work you want, have the kind of schedule that you want. And, and that's really quite amazing you'll be able to pay yourself so much better. And you will have a high value company that you can sell for really wealth in your life. You know, you can pay yourself from your business. You can pay yourself really well from your business. But when you sell your business, that's your opportunity to be wealthy, to create real wealth in your life. And so this is so worth doing. It's really quite amazing and it's completely possible for every one of you. Now, I'm going to say that scaling is really different than growing. And the way you can really tell is that scaling kind of looks like hockey stick growth. It's where your sales shoot up. And so say right now your business is has $175,000 worth of sales a year and your total expenses, including your paycheck, are $150,000. And so there's $25,000 profit. That's just cash that you have in the business that you could take or you could invest. And when you are able to scale your business, what you're likely to see is maybe you've scaled and all of a sudden your sales have shot up to $350,000. 
but your expenses didn't follow in the same way. And so maybe your expenses are $175,000 or $185,000. And so there's a whole bunch more cash available in your business. And that's because you are turning your inventory really fast. And so instead of maybe only turning your inventory two times a year, so you're only able to capture that profit from your products twice a year, you might be turning your inventory eight or nine or 10 times a year. And so you're able to put so much more profit in the bank when you can do that. Now, the other thing I want to share with you before we dump into how you could do this is I want you to reframe inventory and how inventory works for you in your store because online stores need a different strategy than brick and mortar stores. And here's why. Because in a brick and mortar store, when somebody walks in your door, they need to see a store full of choices. Even though it's entirely possible that they, you know, six out of 10 people buy the same 10 things. People need to see that much stuff so that they know that you're in business. But when you're an online store, people don't get that view of your store. And so you can be a specialist that does not have a huge selection. And that makes your store actually easier to shop than a store with, you know, 250 things in it. Because in fact, people can't look at a huge selection online. They just don't have the attention span or the time. And I see in the back of a lot of Google Analytics accounts, and I would tell you that there are a lot of very successful online stores that maybe on average, a visitor looks at five or six pages when they visit and spends three to five minutes on their site. That is a really normal and that can be a successful store. And that is really different than someone who walks into a brick and mortar store. And in fact, online, they just can't look at all those things because remember 70 to 85% of those people are using a phone. And so they're probably on the move on top of, you know, not having an attention span. It's not unlikely that they're on the move because they're on a mobile device. And so you, with your online store, you only need the best sellers, but you need depth in those best sellers. So if you're a brick and mortar store, you might have, you know, a thousand items and you have two or three of each of them. And if you build your online store like that, you're going to be really inventory heavily, have low turnover and probably no money. But if you pare that down to just the best, just the best, 40 items, and you have depth in those items, especially depth in your top 10 sellers, you can sell a lot more product. And the good news is that's going to cost you a lot less. And it's going to make it much easier for you to scale your online sales. So remember that inventory is your friend in this and you really don't need that much selection. You have a giant audience. You have access to so many people, the whole area that you ship in. And so you just need to find those people and they will buy the same things. Somebody who lives in Alaska will buy the same thing as somebody who lives in South Carolina. Don't forget that. So let's talk about how you do it. How do you create a plan to scale your sales? And and really, it's just about being strategic. And it's about remembering that this is your business. You get to decide what happens and you decide that you're going to drive the bus and, and you 
have control over what you offer and the selling price you offer it at. And so I want you to think about offers that scale. I want you to open your mind to what's possible for you when it's offers that's when you think about offers that can scale. So I'm just going to run through some ideas and then uh, give you some examples so that you can kind of get some perspective. But I think one of the most important things, uh, if you want to scale your sales, one of the most important things to have, it's good for all store owners, is what I would call a front door offer. So that's really kind of like the first thing that you want to sell someone. So it could be a very popular product that has wide appeal, or it could be a collection of things that are um, very appealing and sell. And it's kind of like the entry level product for your store. So when you do that, that is the thing that you drive the most traffic to. That's the thing that's maybe on the homepage of your site. You have a constant ad running all the time. You might have a giveaway running for that product all the time, but that is the thing you want to sell people first. So you might get them to make a purchase of that. You might even include something, some sort of in-cart upsell or, you know, offer to buy more than one right away. And then you have a lot of automations in place to sell that person more things to get that second purchase and that third purchase and that fourth purchase. But when you have a front door offer, and one thing that you're focused on marketing heavily, it has a lot more impact on your audience and your traffic than if you were trying to market 10 products, if you were choosing a product a week. So a front door offer is a really powerful way to get started with scaling your sales. The next thing I want to talk about is subscriptions. And subscriptions are basically where you set up repeat purchases. And the reason that these offers scale so well is because you're talking about one thing all the time. You're driving them to this one thing. So you get your messaging down really well. And that product is pretty much paid for before you buy it. When you know how many subscribers you have, you're buying for the number of subscribers you have. So you're really, in effect, you're controlling your growth. But that is far more profitable. Say that's a $10,000 investment in inventory. That $10,000 is sold every month. And so you capture the profit on that every single month. And if you compare that to investing $10,000 in inventory over several different categories on your site, that $10,000 might take six months or a year to actually let you uh, capture the profit from it. And that's why so subscriptions are such a scalable offer. And particularly if they're interest-based, if people, there's such a high perceived value if it's filling a need for them, not a consumable product. Now, the next thing I think is incredibly scalable is something that's collectible. If you think back to, you know, if you're old enough to when Beanie Babies were so popular or or in the jewelry world, there's so many things, the, the bracelets, I can't remember the name of them, but remember the bracelets? They're not charm bracelets, but they're a, a, a certainly more uh, contemporary version of those. Or it's really popular to have a chain with collectible uh, charms on it now. But anything that is collectible sets you up to scale your sales. And you can do it really easily by selling the basics and then launching new pieces to collect. 
and giving people all kinds of reasons to buy now, like it's a limited edition, or this one is special and a special color, or now I'm retiring this one, so you better get it while you can. These, these, uh, products that have a collectible part to them, they're really scalable and very profitable because again, you can count on those items being sold when you either manufacture them or you purchase them. And the last thing I want to talk about that is incredibly scalable is a digital offering. And that could be training, like just plain training, or it could be a combination of product and training. Like you're buying a kit and here comes the, here's the training for you to, to make the product. And that is so scalable because it opens you up to a whole bunch of customers who like to make things want the information and are willing to pay to get that specific information. And you only bear the cost of creating it once. And so those are really scalable offers. And if you can add a digital component to your business, it's probably the most scalable offer that you can make. And so remember that, that digital offerings can be you can find a digital offering for your product-based business. Now, here's what I think the benefit of beyond the the money, (laughs) the benefit of scaling your, your business and choosing a method of scaling your business strategically. I think the first thing is it gives you an opportunity to create sticky messaging because you're talking about the same thing time over time over time, it gives you a chance to really nail that messaging down. And all your copywriting becomes easier because you're really focused on either this one product or uh, this theme, if it's a collectible. And so you really get good at the marketing for that product. The other thing that I think is so important is that it helps you become memorable and you become known for this one thing. Oh, she's the I can think of someone, I'm thinking of Natalie, uh, who owns a So Hungry Hippie. She's, she's the lady who sells vinyl. Like she's known for that one thing. And there's so much power in becoming memorable and known for something. And when you talk about the same thing over and over again, and you direct everybody to that one product, even though you might have other products, you become known for that. And that's, that's incredibly powerful for you. When you have a scalable product, you have those higher inventory turns. And that's where the profit comes from. It's because you are literally capturing the profit from that inventory every single month, which is just not possible for anyone in a brick and mortar store or for someone with a really large product selection that isn't focused on scaling their sales. And so it's that's probably the biggest benefit of scaling your sales. And then the next biggest benefit might be that you have less inventory on hand. It takes less of an investment in inventory to scale your sales than it does to grow your sales by acquiring more customers for a bunch of different products. And so less inventory on hand means more money in the bank for you. And of course, more profit for you at the end of the day. Okay, I want to give you some quick examples of people who I think are doing this beautifully. It'll give you some perspective on how it happens, some context, and maybe even spark some ideas for you. So the first person I want to share with you is Edith Min. She has a business called Renaissance Ribbons, and Edith's scalable product 
is little kits that she makes that uh, allow people to make a product. And so what Edith did when she first started doing this is she actually had uh, a collection of ribbons made that all kind of went together and some fabric. And she made three different products out of that collection of ribbons and fabric. And then she sold kits for all three products and turned it into a three month, a short term uh, subscription. And she does this now for three months or four months, but she has, she calls them clubs, mini clubs, and people sign up, they buy these kits in advance and they, their card gets charged for three or four months and they are delivered to them. And there's always a, a scarcity component. She only makes so many and an urgency component. They have to order before the deadline and then they get their kits now. And then they're on the list, right? To get the kits and What's beautiful about this is this brings in thousands and thousands of dollars into her business. She knows what her income is going to be for the next three or four months just from that product. But while she's doing that, she's also able to put all sorts of other products in front of those people and acquire them as a customer for inventory that she already has in her business. And so it's really an amazing way. It's kind of like a front door product but it's also this short-term subscription that is super profitable for her because she gets the sales, but she also acquires the customer for all the other things in her business. So it's a really cool way to scale her sales. Now, somebody else who does it a little bit differently, but still I think does a great job of it is Anne Chikihiza, who is a high-end jewelry maker. And she has a collectible product that is like a talisman necklace. And so you buy a chain, you buy the entry-level product, and she has some put together so that you can buy uh, something put together, but then she launches these collectible talisman over the year. And so and she shows them, of course, there's scarcity and urgency. She only makes so many. Some are a little bit special. They might be signed or they might be gold instead of um, metal, like other metals. It might be a little more precious. And she launches these talisman and she already has a pool of buyers for them. And so she really gets an amazing lifetime value out of that customer. They then maybe go and buy her rings too. But she knows that she's always got the profit in this talisman as she makes it. She makes it and she knows basically that that will sell out. So that's a really good front door item again, but also a really good collectible item. Somebody else who does this really well is Pam Rogers. Pam owns Stella Chroma and she makes nail polish. And she has this amazing um, mystery polish subscription. It's very affordable. It's like a no brainer. I think it's $12. And she's able to sell that as a front door product where people buy that, they get their nail polish, they don't know what color it is. And, and it's a limited, she doesn't, it's not unlimited. She has a limited number every month. And so she acquires that person as a customer then they're on their her list and she's able to sell them not only that subscription every month, but other new seasonal colors as they come out, accessories for their nail polish. And, and she's really been able to combine a front door product, uh, giving people a reason to buy, acquiring them as a customer, keeping them buying every month, but also exposing them to all the other products in her store and getting more sales. Super smart. 
The last example I want to share with you, oh, I've got two more, sorry. Uh, the next example I want to share with you is Shannon Cates at Bird Moss. So Shannon has uh, this amazing subscription box. She has hundreds of subscribers, and it is an interest-based subscription. And it's really about a magical world. There's storytelling. There are a lot of beautiful little products. People love it. And Shannon's super smart because, you know, it's an interest-based subscription. So people talk about it. They love it. They share it with their friends. But that's not all that Shannon has. That's where she's acquiring her customers. So she's acquiring them as a a box subscriber. So I, I believe it's $50 every month. But she has other things in her shop. And so she has this built-in pool of people who are big fans, who buy the box every month, but she also sells them other things in between those subscriptions. Super smart. Now, the last one I want to share with you is a digital offering. And it is Natalie Santini. I spoke about her earlier. She is the vinyl lady and she owns So Hungry Hippo, Hippie. So Hungry Hippie. And Natalie sells classes. She's done lots of videos for free. She gives lots of tutorials for free. But for those people who want to go deeper, Natalie actually has classes that they can buy. So she has positioned herself as the expert in her business, the person who can guide you to the outcome you want. And so she has, she creates these courses and she's able to sell them. And of course, they're so incredibly scalable because she does the work once and everything else is automated. All she has to do is make sure that she directs people to the her digital product so that they know it exists. It's a great way to scale her profit. So what are your next steps? What do you want to do? How are you going to scale your business? And you can start thinking about this now, even if you're not in a place where you're ready to do that. And of course, the first thing you want to do is think about what is the perfect outcome for you? What in your perfect world, how would this go down? How would this happen? What do you have that you could scale that would be easy for you and profitable? What's working for you in your business right now? And who are your customers? I want you to think about that. What are they really interested in? Now you want to think about what are your top selling products, but also what are your, what are your top selling product categories? Like what are the categories that people really gravitate to? Because maybe it's not, maybe you're going to add something digital around a particular category, or maybe you're going to add something collectible around a particular category. Remember, you get to decide. Think about why people are buying things. Is it a need or is it a want? You can almost always get more money for a want than a need. And what are you going to use to um, to get people to buy? What kind of scarcity and urgency can you add in so that you can find a product that you can really scale? So I want to you to just take some time, go for a walk and think down the road about how you could scale your sales. I want you to leave with this, these three things that are really, really important. I want you to remember no matter where you are at in business, number one, most of the time, more sales do not solve most of your problems. If you have weak spots in your business, when your sales are small, they will turn into a dumpster fire. 
(laughs) when you scale your sales. So make sure you look after the weak spots. Do the hard things to look after those weak spots. Don't think by just selling more, it's going to solve the problem. The other thing I want to say with you is that growing your sales, adding more products, going out and finding more customers for the same things, that requires more cash than finding a product that you can use to scale your sales. So growing your sales will cost you more money and be less profitable than scaling your sales. And the last thing, you don't need a broad selection. The average person is going to look at about five to six pages and spend well under 10 minutes on your site. And they're doing it on a phone. So actually focusing on an offer that scales is a really smart thing to do. It'll actually make it easy for people to make a decision to buy. So that's all I've got. I hope that was helpful for you. I'm going to see you next week. I hope you have a great week. Hey there. Are your sales a lot slower than you thought they would be? So frustrating. You know you have a good product and you're just kind of stumped wondering what you're missing and what it's going to take before you'll get the sales you want every day. So I want to share a free workshop I made for you. Before you start making more changes on your website, I want you to take a little bit of time and watch this. Spend 40 minutes with me and you're going to see why you're not getting the sales that you want and you will be clear on what it is you really need to do to move the needle. I'm almost positive it's not changed something on your website. Head on over to thesocialsalesgirls.com forward slash sales every day and go have a watch. This is training from our inner circle. It's in our foundations unit. Our members get it right away and they leave feeling confident about their site, their product, their pricing, and they're ready to get on the path to success. I want to share that with you. So the URL is thesocialsalesgirls.com sales every day. I'll stick it in the show notes. See you soon.